That's right, it's episode 248, and today we got Murray squeaking on the squeak. <laughs> squeaking and squeaking and squeaking. Say hello, way. Murray. <laughs> All right, that's good enough. We waited a while, guys. <laughs> we waited long enough. He'll be doing it a lot through the episode, so enjoy your... <laughs> anyway, so we're back. Uh, we had a little uh, squeak emergency we had to take care of here. <laughs> Uh, but you guys won't know it because you won't. We cut it out. But uh, it's only been six hours. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. We but get them some distraction. <laughs> anyway, what we're doing today is we're going to be doing two Japanese movies that are within the two thousands. We got a movie called Noroi, the Curse from two thousand five, and Howling Village from twenty nineteen. That just came out in the United States. Yeah, it literally just came out in the U.S. So a lot of people are just getting to see it for the first time. But there's been reviews up since twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. There is also a Suicide Forest. I said Suicide Village last time but i met suicide forest village um i guess he's doing like a series on some of the different haunted locations in japan oh like haunted villages yeah i i'm assuming uh-huh. I, I mean i don't think there was really a village in that <laughs> i don't know if there was ever a village in that forest oh yeah you know what i mean like yeah. that maybe thing's... it's the one nearby it because you there's always one nearby there's mm. always a town nearby. i'm curious to see that one though after now seeing howling the howling village uh-huh. or whatever so but if you guys don't know who he is he's the guy who did juan the grudge so it'll be interesting. I got some interesting information about that movie. There wasn't too, too much trivia on the Noroi, the curse. So we just have some of our thoughts on that. But, you know, all the timestamps are always located down below. If you want to skip around, whatever you need to do. If you don't want to spoil it, if you want to spoil it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of these movies are available. One is on Shutter, actually, right now. The Noroi, the curse from 2005. And you can rent the Howling Village right now. I think it's like five bucks. Mm-hmm. So, but Christina, how are you doing? Oh, I'm okay. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all right. We're actually uh, doing all right, I guess. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 no, we actually have uh, had a lot of support recently uh, behind the scenes, I and mean, we didn't mention it last episode just because everything's been all over the place. So. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to give a special thank you to Alan Cantation and Zach Kerwin who was from the Secret Awesome headquarters, which is at Secret Awesome 
HQ.com. They're the ones. Uh, it's Zach and Alan's work. They do animations and music videos of punks, demons, and other crazy, nerdy, like, funny cartoon violence stuff. Stuff that I would think that would be on, like, Cartoon Network, honestly. It's really good animation, It, it really is. It makes me, like, I've always wanted to do that kind of stuff anyway, but basically what I'm trying to tell you guys is that Alan and Zach from this have actually helped out with the podcast by giving us a t-shirt design that we will be doing soon i don't want to show it just yet i'm so excited i know but it looks really good and i want to give a big shout out to you guys thank you so much for offering your illustration and your help and we got like three different types of the design so it's got like we got like three different colors we got black white and like a greenish purple which looks really cool that's my favorite christina likes the the black on white is yeah, it yeah the black yeah i really like that uh so we have a, quite a few options for you there i'm coming together with another option as well for another t-shirt so we'll have literally three designs there'll be the original logo uh secret awesome headquarters stuff uh with zach and alan there theirs which looks awesome i don't want to tell you what it is but just be on the lookout because we're gonna be doing t-shirts soon mm-hmm. and i'm gonna have one of my own that i come up with it's just a simple design i just wanted to have at least three different types of shirts and designs and stuff like that so if you wanted stickers mugs whatever options there's options there for people who just don't like the logo right you know but we'll have quite a few and in the future uh because of this we'll be able to do more t-shirts in the future Mm -hmm. thanks to that because that's what we're doing is we're basically going to sell the shirts keep that money and invest it into newer shirts and sell and, and you know sell those that that's what helps the podcast out quite a bit because we don't get any kind of ad revenue or anything like that we do get some ad revenue from like youtube and shit like that guys but it's very it's very small amount it trickles in so but i just want to let you guys know so if you've been wanting to get a btv t-shirt or mug or sticker or something like that i'm looking into some of the shops that we're going to be doing because we're going to try to we might do teespring but if you have any other options you guys know that are better that have more items or something like that or better quality than that i'm all ears so hit us up in the dms we'll be all about that so let me know if you have any ideas don't know if we'll pick yours but at least we have options that we can kind of choose from we've already used teespring in the past and it's done pretty well for us we just got to iron out how much uh the percentage of the money that we get versus how much the the item costs Thank you, SecretAwesomeHeadquarters.com for fucking being so fucking awesome. You guys rock. Totally. Appreciate it so much. And I can't wait to show you guys. It looks so cool. It's like cartoonish, but it's like super awesome. Headquarters. Mm -hmm. Secret Awesome Headquarters, right? (laughs) Anyway, I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots! All right. Speaking of awesome, Christina decided to come up with an idea for a shot. And I'm not the bad guy this time for having poor taste. So so there was a really memorable scene in Howling Village. Mm, yeah. And it- <laughs> I don't know if it was memorable. It was weird. That's what So one of the girls is walking down the street and... Something's wrong with her. Something's wrong with her. And she... <laughs> and she's peeing her pants. <laughs> literally while walking. Yeah, literally. What was her name? Akina. So we're going to call this one Akina Tinkle. Yeah, or 
if you want to say it the the proper the appropriate way, which is Akina Stinkuru. Stinkuru. There you go. That's how you say it. How? Akina Stinkuru. Akina Stinkuru. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's how you say the tinkle. It's like ooh, stinky. It sounds like <laughs> you know what I mean. It like, is stinky. So to even <laughs> smells like asparagus. To, <laughs> so to add even more poor taste, the ingredients of the shot yeah look yellow. They're not. It's not pee. Don't worry, I didn't pee in anything. <laughs> we got good taste here at the BTV guys. <laughs> so we use some of our sake, of course, and this yellow Mountain Dew. What I kind found of sake called, did you? What do we use? The Costco so- sake. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. It's a white it's bottle. Sake. It's just plain. You'll see sake. it in the picture if you guys want to see it. Just there it there is. There you go. So we use that, and then I I found this Mountain Dew Baja Flash, which is yellow, and I it's think pineapple. it's pineapple. It's pineapple all it is. and coconut. It's pretty much just yeah. It's got pineapple and coconut mixed together. It tastes pretty good. I like it. So we put a splash of that in the sake. So it, it looks like pee pee. Yeah. <laughs> Ak- Akina stinkuru. <laughs> All right. All right, so here we go. Here's a drinking urine. Yay. You're in trouble. <laughs> you really think that's so funny? <laughs> right when she was drinking it. <laughs> oh, my God. That really made me laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe we should call it that. Maybe that's what the, tr- the shot should be. You're in trouble. <laughs> Should we change it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, okay, we just changed the shot name. In the yeah, middle. it's called You're in Trouble. So but, we're changing it, yeah. But you guys will know secretly that it's... Yeah, it's the... Akina Stinkuru. Right. So, well, maybe, maybe let's see what it... Let's see what... Uh, let's see. You're in trouble. Here. Nyo no toraburu. Nyo no toraburu. Badoo. I don't know. Fuck it. It's you're in trouble. <laughs> Just sounds better because drinking like tinkle? a Akina's tinkle. <laughs> and like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? <laughs> like, I'm saying that. And we came up with the guy. Well, Christina came up with the shot. <laughs> like, fucking dirty bitch. <laughs> is that how you get hepatitis or something? I don't <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever drinking your own pee? Guys, that's how you uh that's how you treat COVID. So <laughs> <laughs> That's how you cure COVID is yeah. you drink your own urine. <laughs> Trust me, I'm a doctor. Pick up yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I wore a fucking white coat. <laughs> On TikTok. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Sorry, guys. I just couldn't. We couldn't resist. Anyway, guys, you're in trouble. I love it. <laughs> I like that name way better. <laughs> I do too. Uh, but yeah, guys, if you would like to try a you're in trouble, all you have to do is go to longlidthevoid.com and check out hashtag horror shots right now. All right, guys, let's kick it into our flesh. And potatoes of two movies, surprisingly, because I'm psychic, that deal with towns being submerged in water. And I didn't know this beforehand. We'll talk about it later. But let's jump into Noroi the Curse from 2005 and Howling Village from 2019. Right.
Kinastinkaru. <laughs> All right, guys. So Christina did the work on the first movie. You want to kick it off? Norai, The Curse from 2005. A documentary filmmaker explores seemingly unrelated paranormal incidents connected by the legend of an ancient demon called the... Kagutaba. Tagline. <laughs> Everybody died. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> I added the spoiler alert. Sorry. That's the tagline. That's funny, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex, you're going to have to help me with these names, okay? It's fine. It's fine. Okay. This was written and directed by Koji Shirashi. Shirashi. He also did a slit mouthed woman, grotesque, mm. a movie called Occult. And he also did that Ring and Grudge series. Oh, face I, off. we liked that one. We really liked that we, one. We didn't love it. We just we thought it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that one a lot. <laughs> it wasn't like a scary movie. It was just fun. Yeah, yeah it, it just went places that you were like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. It was I, like gurgles versus fucking like <laughs> right hair in the face. And- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't mind uh, watching that again. I anyway. wouldn't mind owning that. Actually. Oh, we don't own it? I thought we did. No. Oh, okay. We don't own it. Um, but Grotesque, everybody always talks about that one. We need to watch that soon. Okay, I'll put it on a That's list. That's a really grotesque film, too, by the way. It gets really violent. Is it, it extreme? For the, Compared to this one, yeah. <laughs> a lot, supposedly. So. Okay. Uh, this is also written by Naoyuki Yakoda. Naoyuki Yakoda. Who also wrote uh, Tales of Japan. From Which two- I own. From 2004 and a slit mouth woman. Okay, so the, the, the Tales from Japan, the 2004, I think is the one with the Santa Claus. The killer oh, Santa Claus in it. Oh, yeah? I have it. I uh-huh. don't know. There was a couple. They did a couple, but I think oh, that's okay. the one. Okay. All right, this movie stars Jin Muraki, who plays... Masafumi. Masafumi. He was also in Nightmare Detective from 2006 mm. and Retribution from 2006. Okay. Also starring Rio Kano, who plays Kana, who was in Dark Water from 2002, uh, Go-Go Sentai. Bukanger. Bukanger, a TV series. <laughs> Buka- <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I don't know. I'm so horrible. Um, and the, lots of other TV series. Yeah. Um, also starring. Tomono Kuga. Tomono Kuga. Who plays Junko was in Invisible Waves and Mimi Mimi. Mime. Mime. Mime Mime. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I don't know. It's from 2008. Mimi Mimi. Okay. Me, 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 me. She's like, I'm going to wing it. Uh, I totally was. Too. I don't know what it is. All right. And finally, Marika Matsumoto. Mm-hmm. And it said she played herself. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. So, okay. She was in the sacrament? Ah, uh, the sacrament 2017. But this one is the Japanese sacrament. It's uh. about a haunted film student. That's what I, I had to double check. Um, also, She was also in Space Battleship Yo- Yomato. Uh, she was also in the Pokemon TV series from 2004-2005. And she was... she. Uh, I'm sorry. She also did a, a voice in the Final Fantasy video games. X and... X2, X2 and X. Yeah. How many... Double X. How many Final Fantasy games is there? There's I a no lot. Idea. I don't even follow it anymore. Okay. I stopped like after it? like 10 or something like that. So. Wow. All right. The budget for this film was $2 million. Wow. Yes. And the Murray's excited is back. about that. I don't know where he got another squeaker, but... <laughs> But he's hiding towards me and away from you. I know. Anyway, what did you think about this movie, Alex? <laughs> okay. 
I uh, actually thought it was uh, okay. Not so, it's not so great. <laughs> like I can see why people like it. It's just it's just not a movie for me. I think it's like it's very digestible for people who are not into horror as much. Right. Like, and it's also digestible for those who are because it does take its time and it does, you know, kind of take its time to smell the roses, so to speak. But it doesn't really offer as much as I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. They. I tend to like the style of the documentary and found footage, which is kind of traditional in some ways. If you think of like, you know, Blair Witch or something like that, it just makes it's like the perfect conduit, pretty realistic vibe to it. That kind of like explains away why they have a camera and stuff like that is documenting, you know, what is happening and doing this investigation and stuff like that. And this is no different. It's done really well, actually. And I think that, you know, a lot of the things that are unfolding in the film unfold uh, pretty naturally. And it feels like the acting is pretty spot on for the most part. Like, although, you know, some of the. You know, it's hard to tell when you don't speak the language 100% to see how well the acting is. But for the most part, I'd say it was not distracting. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like it's so overly done or anything like that. There was just some weird characters that they shine a light on. There's a lot of moving parts in this movie, which seems to be like a staple in Japanese horror movies is that they like to make them as complex as possible. Have you noticed? Right. Like well, whenever I mean- we cover these movies, they always seem to go a little over overboard with like the surprises or like the twists right don't and they, you think? they always go like far back like right like since like sometimes they go like centuries back right well i don't know about that i don't know if that's specific a uh, staple but i just noticed that there's just a lot of moving parts in these mm-hmm. movies which you know I don't have any issue with necessarily but for those following along it might be a little confusing at first but it all plays out by the end and you kind of figure it out. Now, the thing that bothered me the most about this movie isn't it isn't that it didn't entertain me. It's that by the end of the movie, it just wasn't very great. Like there's one part towards the end that I can't talk about, obviously, or I'd spoil it that I thought was amazing. And they literally show it twice for five seconds and that's it. And it's like, damn, dude, like I want to see more of that. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I kind of felt. And, you know, maybe this is just an older film that's a little out of date for me, you know, considering that I, you know, I'm coming in on it late. Kind of like how I complain about when people say that Blair Witch is a boring movie. Right. You know, it's like, well, you weren't there when it came out around all these other things. But there, to be fair, there were other films around this time that still did really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I just feel that this is a little more tame than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Right. The odd parts are definitely in there. It's it's kind of more implied stuff, like, you know, subtle things that are happening in the background or people acting weirdly. You know, it adds to some of the vibe that you're going to get with these this sort of documentary style movie. But overall, like I said, it's just so tame in my personal opinion. It does have its moments that are cool and they do keep you interested, like I said. But I'm more on the middle on this one where... I did like some of the suspense, but it just, again, didn't pay off for me. We got that mystery involving a lost people from a lost village that got submerged by water by a dam, which immediately gave me Beneath Still Waters uh, vibes, which is a Brian Usna film, uh, only not nearly as wild <laughs> as that because there's a lot of sex and like violence in that movie. But it's not a, it's not a great film. It's just memorable in some regards, mm-hmm. you know. But just this movie just doesn't have anything that just kind of like 
popped my lid off and blew my mind. You know what I mean? Which, to its credit, is very much like I said, the Blair Witch. You know, like there wasn't a lot of stuff. It's implied. It's like building this vibe sort of thing. So it might be for some people who just like that kind of thing. And I am always appreciative of a movie that can take its time as long as it ends up somewhere that I'm interested <laughs> Or that freaks me out or leaves me kind of wondering or asking questions or something like that in a good way. But I feel like this is just a little too twisty for its own good. Not really giving me those nice treats along the way that I always talk about to stay completely fully engulfed into the storyline. I think it was like, and it's an hour and 55 minute movie. So, I mean, there's some parts there the last 30 minutes mm -hmm. where it was like kind of dragging before it really kicks it into Extremely. hyperdrive. So I was like kind of nodding off a little bit like, Jesus Christ, it just felt long. You know, maybe 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 it just needed to be cut back a little bit and it could have been trimmed up a little nicer, but it's not a bad effort. And if you like it, more power to you. Totally understand. I'm coming in late on this, watching this late. So totally understand if you may like it more than I do and you have some sort of nostalgia for it. But for me, it's just kind of average. Uh, I'm sure the other the director has done a lot of other work that I'll like, and I'm curious to check out, obviously, like grotesque. But I guess I just wanted to see more. But it's not bad. I would give it probably like a 5.5 out of 10 overall. You know, maybe a little dated for some, but if you have really low expectations, it might make it a better film for you than it was for me. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Christina? Well, I had low expectations. Oh, really? <laughs> so, oh, that's right. You're usually negative about the movies. Yeah, yeah. Usually, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a, it was like an okay, like found footage movie. The acting was really believable, but. It was filmed, like, really shitty. And for the main character, like, he's supposed to be a journalist. There's a lot of shaky cam. Like, it, it was really shitty, even for 2005. I honestly feel like know? it was inspired by Blair Witch, but just in, like, the city kind of thing. Yeah, it didn't It didn't work out, though, in the end. Right. Unfortunately. I did. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed how it unraveled, but it was on the slow burn edge. Sure. And it was, like, all over the place, like you were saying. It, it was really hard to follow. But, I mean, once, you know, it kept going, then, you know, you got it. It was like, okay, it came together. But it was just, you know, like you said, it was just a long road to get to that those story pieces to come together. Well, it's hard to take notes on. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. there's a so lot of dialogue. It, it took, like, twice as long for us to finish it because we kept having to pause and stuff. Yeah. Which, which probably made it worse. But I gave it a four out of ten. I mean, I don't know. I, Did you get scared or think there was any kind of creepy moments in the film? Because we didn't really talk about that. That so. No, no. Did you feel like it had any vibe to it? I don't even think I even remember most of the movie. You Some know of the I weird mean? people because and how they were acting weird, maybe. Did that Was that cool or unsettling at all? Or I don't even remember. Well, no, I got nothing. Nothing. Okay, so it's really just a pass on you. Like, you appreciate what they did, but you just wouldn't watch it again, really? Yeah, no. no. Okay, that's fine. Well, I guess some of the, the villagers were creepy, but I mean... Well, it seems like this is the kind of movie that a lot of people, like, it's it's a, it's a split audience well, get, on, you know? They get creeped out by... Yeah, like, I can appreciate it. I don't dislike it. I just didn't... I just wanted more. Yeah, I think that's what I... I wanted more, too. And, and I mean that in the nicest way, because you guys know me, and you know that I can stand a slow burn. Like, I don't mind those. I mind. <laughs> yeah, you definitely, Fucking definitely do. 
But yeah, we, we do have no trivia on this, by the way, guys. So we're pretty much just going to jump right into our spoiler section. But if you want to check it out, you can actually watch it up on Shudder now. And I think you can rent it as well if you don't have Shudder. But if you haven't tried Shudder, try Shudder. <laughs> they have a lot of really great shit on there. It doesn't happen like every week, but I think they've got a pretty good wide swath of different things on there, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, Asian cinema uh, J horror. Uh, you know they have like stuff that's like thrillers, action, horror, all that. And I don't get. We're not sponsored by them, but I'm just letting you know if you have never done it. I like the watch parties, the Jim Bob, Joe Bob. I just like the the live TV aspect of it because it just reminds <laughs> like me of tuning into like Cinemax or HBO back in the day mm-hmm. and just kind of watching it. Because so, sometimes I'll see a movie and I'm like, what the fuck is this scene? Mm-hmm. And I just like that that kind of I'm I'm kind of peering in, the you know, randomness. Of, yeah. 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 I like kind of forces you, know you to kind of like take a look at something that you wouldn't normally look at. But mm-hmm. anyway, anyway, we'll get into our spoilers now. So if you don't want anything spoiled and you just want to skip to the next movie, there's timestamps down below for you to check out that you can skip to the next part. And here are spoiler free review of Howling Village. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. All right. So. Uh, I didn't really find too, too much on this movie. Um, a lot of people were split. I did find that, you know, there was people from, like, Bloody Disgusting who kind of liked it but knew that other people weren't going to like it if they didn't like slow stuff. But other than that, there really wasn't all that much about it. Nothing that was, like, to write home about. But I want to talk about some of the movie and how we were, like, blown away that these two movies were connected a little bit. Yeah, Because I did not know that. And this is that thing we were talking about where we have these coincidences happen. Like, how the fuck would I have known? It's because you have mind powers. She goes, she says to me, in the middle of the in the middle of the second movie, we're like, I'm like, holy shit. Christina, these movies are both about submerged villages. And she was like, yeah, so that's pretty normal. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah? Well, name another fucking movie with a submerged village. Well, fucking Silent Hill was kind of like that. Oh, that was fire, huh? Yeah, that was, yeah, that, that was a... But still, it was cut off. And then that show, I don't know. There's a real town there somewhere where Silent Hill yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a real thing. I'm just saying, like, you know, I don't know. What are we getting at? It's not underwater, Christina. <laughs> name a fucking movie that was underwater. I na- I can name two, you know, the the, the Return show, the French yeah, the, show. Yeah, that show, The Returned. The Returned, yeah, and then there was... Show. The French version. Yeah, really the good. first season was really great. The second season just sucked. Man, I don't even think we finished this. We were like, yet. where is this leading? And then we watched the second season and it was like, eh, Nothing. It's uh, leading nowhere. Great first season, though. I would have just rather just it been that. Mm-hmm. And... But uh, and then there's Beneath Still Waters, you know, which mm. I've seen that, too. I mean, there's See? other I'm sure there's other movies, but See, common. It's common. It's not common. That is not common. OK, two two instances you can think of. And that's common. Yeah. Zombie <laughs> films are common. That's common. Two films is not common. <laughs> anyway, so I just thought it was cool that we figured that out. And I uh, just want to give myself a big pat on the back anyway. Because yet again, here I am with my psychic mind powers. Sorry, I had to get in there. I was waiting for it. <laughs> um, so what did you want to talk about in this movie? Like, what, what did you notice right off he, the bat he, that you were into or not into? The beginning was extremely confusing because it went to the reporter and then it went to a TV show about some kids and then, well, and they, then another psychic kid. And Well, they talk about what this guy was. This guy was like researching a missing kid and he... 
instead of writing everything down, he started videotaping it so he could just document it that way because it was just so much research. So he paid somebody to come along with him to research all this stuff about this lost kid and this woman. And and uh, every time he tried to find her, she would move and, and other people would die around her. And it was mm-hmm. like this curse that was happening that was he like couldn't, couldn't figure out. out. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of interesting how they did it. They have like they set it up like you're about to watch this tape and it is the lost last tape of what happened to this guy. And so you're kind of watching this whole two hour thing of all this like footage thrown together that's literally jumping from hospital to or, you know, like just jumping around all over the fucking place, really. Right. It was hard to. It was a little confusing, but, you know, there is a language barrier a little bit. It's a lot to read. So, you know, it's easy to to miss a word or two that could throw you off the scent anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. But uh, what was the first weird thing that you liked or did not like? Um, I really did like the the old ultimate psychic character because he was wearing like an aluminum hat and he first came on. Oh, the hero! Scene. Yeah, he first showed up. Uh, he they went to so he could talk to this other psychic lady on a TV show, or it was like after a festival or something like that. And then he gets up on stage and then he attacks her and he starts choking her. And shit. <laughs> yeah. He's literally wearing a tinfoil, like, what do they call those? What do they call those hats? Yeah, he put tinfoil, like, over another hat. Yeah, it was like, uh, but they're like those little, like, fishing caps Mm -hmm. (laughs) that you wear, like, that that have the round bill all the way around. It was funny. And he had tinfoil over the whole goddamn thing. He had pieces of tinfoil sewn into his jacket and his shirt, his pants, his shoes, even gloves and shit at one point in time, I think, so. I think he did a really good job being acting crazy. Right. It was believable. It was supposed to be a unique character. I appreciate that in a movie. Right, me too. You know, because it's like... You would never believe this guy if you just saw him on the street. Oh, no, no way. But he's the most valid person in this whole fucking thing. Which is why they keep going back to him. Right. He, he knows things, even though he keeps talking about worms, like worms eating your brain and shit. Yeah, he's talking about ectoplasm worms or yeah. whatever the fuck, which, yeah, I mean, that's cool. I mean, it wasn't like the best acting. It was just weird mm-hmm. and out of place, which, you know, this right. is a really tame movie. Right. Compared to some of the Japanese stuff I've seen that's really out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was a nice little touch, I think, that they put in there. Um, they have, so they have like two psychics in this movie. There's another girl who's also a psychic and a little girl who's also a psychic. Mm -hmm. So there's like three psychics and I'm like, Jesus Christ, we cannot get away from fucking mind powers. I know. And none of these psychics know what's going on. (laughs) Right. They only can. What kind of fucking psychics? Right. Like every psychic does a little something different. Like, well, the tinfoil guy can sense too much and he's overstimulated. Then the girl, she can talk to the dead people. Right. And then, and, uh, the little girl can talk to dead people too, but she's not in it as much. And I don't even know what goes on with that. People are dying around this woman who's called Junko, mm-hmm. who is holding uh, someone's daughter and a child hostage. And dragging them around with her. Yeah, like, and you just don't know what's going on. And they're just killing, she's like, the curse is like killing all the neighbors and shit, making them commit suicide and shit. Yeah, like, they're like, they go crazy. Like, the people that are directly above or below or side of them. It's just really weird. And everywhere that this this uh, documentary, Masafumi Kobayashi, which, by the way, is the name from Usual Suspects, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> Kobayashi. Oh, I don't anyway, know. Anyway, um... 
But yeah, so it's kind of like this, like, if you like mysteries, I guess it's like not a bad film. Right. I should have mentioned that in the uh, oh, spoiler-free, yeah. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> Shut up. It's too late now. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear this shit. Nobody sticks around for this shit. Do you remember that <laughs> there was that one scene where they were, like, tracking that guy? They go, they, they track that girl, and they find her old apartment on some mail or something like that. They track her through some other means and, oh, that's right, because the fucking tinfoil guy's like, blue building, worms, <laughs> this way. Uh-huh. And they have to, like, triangulate which direction he was pointing. Mm-hmm through the wall of his apartment complex and it's like (laughs) and like try to look for any blue building in that path in this overpopulated city (laughs) right like it's insane like and they actually after a while do track it down they find the blue building Mm -hmm. and on the top floor where he shows all these pigeons coming out of the window because he drew a picture Right. And he was like, this is where it is. And they find it and they see some guy come out and he just literally grabbed a pigeon. Like that was a real pigeon. Yeah. Oh, did he just grab it? Yeah, he grabbed a real pigeon. I mean, I didn't see any fucking trivia on this. I'm just saying that that was a real pigeon. Right. We think he went to eat it. We don't we don't really know. know. There's a lot of dead pigeons in this movie, though. But he was just staring you know, just being weird, mm-hmm. which is what happens to people who get infected by Junko, I guess, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. That was just weird. Then he disappears. He died. Or did, did he, he, did he die or did I don't he remember. disappear? I get these two movies a little mixed up, uh, uh, honestly. So some the one thing that bothered me. So they, they figured out this this town, right? Because th- this girl is actually the daughter of this priest and they did this ritual or something that possessed the, the girl and she's a No, demon. it's 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 to pay homage to the demon that this village, this town worships, which is the Katu Kagatu Kagataba. Uh-huh. And they have the Kabutaga way. Mm-hmm. Kagutaba way or whatever, which is the method. That's what they call it. The Kagutaba mm-hmm. method where they fucking do something. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Don't they know. develop some sort of like thing where they could control the demon who would like fuck with them or something about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So they they go through this town and there's all these dogs. It's and- Oh, it's a town of sorcerers. They said, by the way. Oh, right. right. From 1978. Right. Town of sorcerers. They go through the town. There's all... Everybody has a dog, right? They're all barking. They're making a big deal about these fucking dogs in this town barking. Yeah. So that way, you know, later on, when shit starts to go down and they're walking through the forest, you could could see what the shit is going down, but... And they're walking through the forest... And they're, they're like, none of the dogs are barking. We're all the fucking dogs. Right. And they're all dead. They're all fucking dead. They fucking killed. They put all these goddamn dogs. Well, something that they, we forgot to mention is that in the movie, they show people always drawing these circles or taking power cords oh, yeah. and tying them together these in these weird knots. These weird knot patterns that apparently the town is infamous for because that's the symbol of Kagutaba mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck it is, which is just weirdly. And weird added it, it's yeah it's one of those it's just too much like it's it's too much information going on right i was a little confused by it um they go down some like failed roads and they supposedly this town is like nowhere but then they find it which is confusing and there's a lot of people there or there's a, no it's it's not that they found it it's that there's the a lot of the people that lived in that town moved to another town just next door oh okay that's so they found was. yeah that's that why i kept getting confused with them like well how do they know that these people are from there right <laughs> you know what i mean are from the sunken village mm-hmm. so 
But apparently, we find out that all the strangers, all the people that are affected by Junko, are the people that have been researching, and including that pigeon boy who grabbed the pigeon I was talking about, um, the neighbor girl who dies. It's Junko Ishii, the crazy lady who... This links her to everyone, supposedly, because everyone that she's lived next to goes crazy or dies or something or disappears. And they have a video. There was. The, OK, so there, and they have this video and they're, they're I forget what it was, but they have a video of Marika who was acting like really weird before she like passed out or something like that during this whole time that, that they they have this epiphany about Junko. And she's like sitting there with her friend. Her friend's like, I made you breakfast or I made you dinner or something like that. And she's like, oh, cool. We're having breakfast. And then she just stands up and starts moaning. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I forgot and then all the scene. birds start hitting the window. Uh-huh. The pigeons or whatever. And it's like, ooh, that was kind of creepy. That was creepy. I was waiting for her to do something, but it never she, happened. Yeah, she never did anything. But if I saw that happen, my friend started moaning like that. I'd be like, yep, I'm out. Have fun with your fucking dinner, you dumb bitch. <laughs> I, that's the kind of shit I would do to fuck with my friends. <laughs> I remember doing that shit to my friend on acid. <laughs> oh, my God. Horrible. Michael, this is Satan. You know? <laughs> Dude, no, stop. <laughs> that's kind of mean, actually. But That is really mean. <laughs> I, I, I calmed him. You're in a safe place. Everybody's back. Marika has the big idea that she's going to re-perform this ritual, the one that we were talking about for the Kagutaba. Mm -hmm. She thinks that's going to, like, uh, absolve her and, like, get her free from the knots of the Kagutaba. And it does for her, I think, right? It does at first. At first. Like, she goes out on the dam because she can't be in the village, which is sunken right, behind so the Right, so they dam. go out into the water. Right, and Tinfoil Boy's up on the shore, Hero. Yelling at him. Freaking out. He's like, I got it. Come back, come back, come back. And then, oh, he's like, the worms are coming. The worms are coming. <laughs> and he runs off into the forest and tells the, the rest of, you know, the rest go leave to get to safety. But both parties are heading to their destiny anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like the uh, Kobayashi guy follows the hero guy into the woods, and they find some dead dogs. That's the ones you were talking about. Mm -hmm. And it's like all in this area where of rope mm -hmm. where there's dead dogs. Meanwhile, Marika is back in the other car driving away and moaning while passed out in the back seat. And... The guy stops the car and she screams and just runs off into the woods. And then Hori is being weird in the forest with Kobayashi and they eventually find Marika on the ground being weird. So both of them are kind of getting affected in this weird way, which at one point leads to this really cool scene where it's like night vision. She has, mm -hmm. she puts her night vision camera on and you see Marika having a bunch of fucking aborted babies because they talk about this in the movie that the Junko lady who used to work at a hospital uh -huh. used to collect, they used to think that she was stealing stuff from the hospital. Turns but, out she was stealing aborted fetuses. Mm -hmm, to feed to the fucking demons. Yeah, like what the fuck? But they didn't really explain that. It was just kind of I like know, a, a passing comment. And then you you see all these little deformed, like aborted fetuses crawling, crawling out, all which upper. is like the coolest fucking thing it ever. It was pretty cool, but it was like thirty seconds. Yeah, it's like not even. Yeah, it was like five, ten seconds at most. Right, it was sad. Like I want, and they more. repeat the footage again as a flashback. Yeah, but they sad. never talk about it. No. So I'm like, what the fuck? Anyway, 
Marika screams and then snaps out of it, not knowing what, you know, happened, of course. So she's just like, whatever. And they eventually break into the Jun- Junko's house and they find dead dogs, pigeons. And in the attic, it looks like a like a ritual site or something with weird knots all over the place. And they find a boy and a girl sitting behind like a dresser. And it was the missing girl. And then. Yeah. Uh, the allegedly the, the lady's son. Or Kana, something. the girl, Kana. Yeah. That he's been looking for this whole fucking time. Mm-hmm. But she's dead or something. I don't really understand what happens with her. Yeah, I didn't either. I they made it seem like she was dead, but then they went to the hospital and it was like I'm confused. Yeah. The movie's confusing at this point the, in yeah, time for now, me. Yeah, it gets really weird. And then that like the Kobayashi guy, like which they talk about at the very beginning of the movie that his house was burned down, he disappeared, and his wife was burned alive. Mm-hmm. So it leads up to that point mm-hmm. <laughs> where he left off, and, and like they ended up adopting that. The boy. The boy. Who doesn't talk, and he was all part of that weird Junko shit. Mm-hmm. And, like... So then they showed the last videotape, and it was... It's like, why would you adopt a, a curse's fucking son? So he could burn down your house. Apparently. Like, you're really not thinking this one out. <laughs> put a bolt in his head. Like, put it out. Oh I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I'm a nice guy, but I would have a hard time fucking, like, adopting a child, first of all, let alone one that was attached to a woman who's fucking beyond nuts. Uh You know what I mean? Am I fully capable of handling a child with this kind of past? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Am I equipped for that kind of behavior or that kind of... uh... (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that takes a special kind of person. Yeah. Well, I told you my sister, they adopted kids. Right. I'm for not a long saying... time and they were troubled. Yeah. And well, you know, not all of them were like psycho or anything, but there was one and it's not funny, but uh, he did try to burn down their house. Oh my God. So it's just but like this kid. He, well, <laughs> I don't think this kid was cursed. So don't adopt kids, I think he, is what we're trying no, to get no, at. He had, <laughs> I mean, he had been yeah. through so much. Like, I don't know. It's just It's a lot to deal with. You really yeah. should be responsible about that kind right. of thing. You know what right. I mean? Like, that's the kind of person that needs to have a little bit of a fucking knowledge of, like, how to handle uh, bad situations. Because mm-hmm. you can't just put a regular human being in that situation right. and expect the best outcome. Exactly. Be- because of the goodwill of your nature. No. Most people cannot handle health <laughs> problems the- with human beings and they get really fucking like right. crazy about it. And love doesn't cure. I just all. watched a movie uh, recently that kind of has that whole theme in it. It was um you you allow my heart to to beat or something oh, like that. Yeah, that movie yeah. I watched and yeah. it's a very much like that. It's that whole certain thing that not everybody can just handle the healthcare profession mm-hmm. and just be somebody that can like handle that kind of problem. Right. Like you really got to have some fucking patience for some stuff Mm -hmm. and if you're just even one degree separated like adopting a child like imagine how people's disconnect can just cut off right a child but i mean in the end he ended up burning their house down so fuck him so (laughs) (laughs) i don't care how old you are i'm gonna fucking put a bolt in your head oh my god (laughs) which is why we don't have kids yeah exactly see i'm responsible i'm responsible Uh, (laughs) anyway we do have another movie that we're going to talk about and that is howling village from 2019 this is an hour and 48 minute movie so it's not as long as the other one but (laughs) by like four minutes (laughs) yeah i'm just saying no by 10 minutes 
But the story is, after her brother goes missing, a young psychologist visits an infamous haunted and cursed location known as Howling Village to investigate his disappearance and uncover her family's dark history. This movie is directed by Takashi Shimizu, who is the Juon uh, director. He he did Juon the Curse, Juon the Curse 2, Tomie, Rebirth, Juon the Grudge, Juon the Grudge 2. <laughs> I mean, he did a lot. Marabito, Dark Tales of Japan, which probably is another, you know, big actors or big directors did those movies. Right, right. So, you know, it's just kind of one of those things. Shock Labyrinth, Flight 7500, 7500, which is about, I what we watched that, I think. It was about a, like a ghost on a plane. Oh, I don't remember. All these motherfucking ghosts on these motherfucking planes. <laughs> it's actually not too bad it's interesting to have like that sort of like claustrophobia Mm -hmm. um but also kind of like well where do you go (laughs) (laughs) he's also got that other movie i was talking about suicide forest village and he did one on netflix that's out now that you can check out called homunculus which i watched not so much horror but definitely weird Mm -hmm. definitely weird shit going on it's about a guy who sees people or sees these creatures for who they are in the real world and other people can't because he's got like a hole in his head a weird that they drill into his head it's pretty interesting Mm -hmm. he also wrote this movie alongside of daisuke hosaka who also did shock labyrinth Sadako 2, Night Cry, and R.E. Mind, which is a TV show, I guess, in Japan. It's a, mm-hmm. I don't know, they wrote the teleplay for it. And helped on the Suicide Forest Village, which I feel like is, a, is associated to this movie in some way. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just by theme. I don't know. They also do directing uh, of movies, but uh, I have never seen any of them. There's one called Cream Lemon Mako Opens the Door. So I've never heard of that, but... Some of the cast in this movie, we got Ayaka Miyoshi, who plays Kanata Morito, Morita. She was in Dance With Me, Alice in Borderland, which is another series on Netflix that you can watch, Angel Heart, Lost Days, and quite a few more. We also have Ryota Bando, who plays Yuma, the brother or the boyfriend of Akina. He was in other movies like 12 Suicidal Teens, Anubu, Yoamushi Petal, Hondo Zenryoko, and many more. We also have Renji Ishibashi, who's been in just a ton of fucking like Yakuza films and of course Takashi Miike films, which he was in the movie Audition, The Great Yokai War. He's he's really old now uh, from what he used to be, but you will recognize him once you see him. He plays the grandfather in this movie. Oh. But he's been in a lot of Takashi Miike films. Mm-hmm. I think he was in Gozu as well, which is a really mind fucking movie. We also have Rinka Otani, who plays Akina. She was in Liverleaf, this movie, and Silent Voice. So she's really new. And the little boy, Ryo Taro, who is a special child, I'll just say, who plays, his name is uh, Akira Sasamoto. Um, He's been in a few other things like kids shows, but I think this is his main first thing that he's actually done. Um, So... Which I think he did a pretty good job for a little kid being weird, huh? Yeah, totally. So. He was the uh, younger brother? No, he was. I can't he, say what oh, he okay. is. okay. Never mind. I got it. <laughs> I, I got, can't. Yeah, I can't say I what he confused. is. I was getting confused with the other movies. Yeah, there's a lot of little kids in this movie. So. Yeah. But the, he's the one, the weird one in this movie. Let's right. just say that. Okay. 
You know who I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. So, Christina, what did you think of this movie? Oh, okay. So, there was a lot going on in this movie as far as, like, the story and the characters, all the characters. Mm-hmm. The camera work, there were, like, little ghosts and shit, like, popping out out of nowhere. Like, a lot of shit was going on. But unlike the other movie, they did they did it better. Okay. Like I going into this, I thought it was going to be a found footage movie, but they only did like, you know, the the shaky I'm The beginning, yeah. Yeah, it was the beginning only. So that's kind of good. I thought, yeah, it it was better. That I think way. it's I think it's cool when they mix it anyway. Like it, you know, sometimes I think sometimes. it's like it's fine. It depends, but this was fine. There's like um, a like a claustrophobic feel. I think when you do like found footage, mm-hmm. you know, because you're kind of like subject to where the camera's looking, right? Instead and of where it. you want to look, which right. this movie does a really good job of doing some pretty cool stuff in it. Yeah, that's what I was saying because like yeah. there's a lot of cool camera work in this where there's yeah. little things popping up that you know you have to kind of double take totally to catch it. And I would not mind watching this movie again just so I could catch those things. Sure, uh, but the story was was good. Um, it does get a little wonky towards the the middle and the end, but I feel like it it wrapped up okay. Didn't like the ending ending though. Like the the last ending was kind it's of disappointing. Twisty. But I mean, other than that, it wasn't that bad. I'd watch it again. I gave it a seven out of ten. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's pretty high for you. I, yeah, I, it is. I wouldn't expect that. I think it's because the end didn't completely flop it's, for you. Well, because yes I remember no. us kind of like in a lull there for a little bit towards the end and then when mm-hmm. we saw the end we're like oh no it, it, it was like a roller coaster it was like lull and then it was like oh my god this is really good but then like the end end part was just it totally blew it yeah it just fuck it was like well so big old shit on your chest <laughs> jesus shiza <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> So right off the bat, for me, I was much more into this one than I was the other one. You know, like oh, it, totally. It's got a way better flow to it, and it's shorter by a little bit, so it goes mm-hmm. along a little bit goes a long way. Uh, but I did a lot of stuff that I felt was new and different. You know, we sure do have the same guy who did Jew on the Grudge, the original Grudge. You know, but this one isn't as good as maybe some of those. You know, like. He made a worldwide international fucking picture that that blew up. Yeah, so it's going to be hard to replace that kind of thing. But, you know, for this, he's mixing in a lot of different subgenres into one film that I thought was pretty kind of, you know, interesting. And they do some interesting kills in this movie. Mm-hmm. And they do some different things with the super sort of supernatural elements mixed in with the other subgenres that he's got going on in here that I thought were pretty decent. Some of the acting shows a little roughness to it, but... You know, for as many moving parts to this supernatural village film, it ain't too much, I don't think. I think it was just right. And the the treats that are along the way here are much better. Mm-hmm. Um, not by that much, but it definitely shows. Mm-hmm. Like, these have really memorable moments in the film. Uh, and I might have scored the other one too high. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, you did. I, I, I mean, it's average <laughs> to me, so I don't know. But, but essentially, this is a movie about a haunted or spooky village that, much like the last film, was abandoned and underwater by a dam. Sound familiar? <laughs> I thought it was odd too. Totally accidental, like I mentioned. But you know, I like to flex my mind powers. You know, just a little. <laughs> Anyway, a YouTuber girl and a guy go to visit the town at night, and they get attacked by some pretty freaky shit that is really set up really well. Like, the beginning of this movie is awesome, because 
although it's also a little misleading in some regards and some of the stuff that they do in the beginning doesn't really get explained by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like they are like, Oh, the phone's supposed to ring at 2 AM and it does. And they're like, don't answer it. Don't answer it. <laughs> and then it's like, well, why? why did you even show up there at 2 AM? <laughs> I was like waiting for her to answer the phone and it go seven days. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have prime shipping. but you know they they basically get the call they go into this village and then all this like weird shit happens there's a lot of stuff like she was saying that is off camera that i was pointing out like immediately Mm -hmm. i was like did you see those legs wait did you see that there was something in the corner oh i was like instantly i was like jesus christ this is like there's a lot going on right now right and they don't even address it. They never address it. It's literally in there for the viewer, which I think is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Well, towards the end, I mean, you know what that beginning part, you know, was about. Right, but there's, but... I'm, I'm saying the stuff that's in the corner of the uh, film, they never address. Right. They never point it out. They never say and explain why it was there, what was. It's just there for the viewer. And no one ever even watched, sorry, I'm not spoiling anything. No one even watched their footage <laughs> not even 100 percent, which is like which is like okay well maybe the little wow well, he did a little bit but that he freaked out and let's yeah. not go there anyway, anyway let me finish what i'm saying sorry i'm excited it's pretty great start if you ask me that's why i like this movie it kind of got me invested in the movie like immediately i was instantly on board and when the kids get home and things get much weirder you start to think wow this is a really different very cool awesomely paced like if they keep doing more and more of this weird shit as the movie goes on i'm gonna be fucking this is gonna be one of my favorite movies well it did do a couple more things that i liked but it kind of it was a little bit more infrequent so those treats became more sparse in fact some of the kills that you get in here were really fucking cool like i've not seen something like that in a movie just a few but they were still different and that's important to have in a movie is to do something completely different that other movies before it haven't done, at least to your knowledge, you know, do something memorable regardless in your movie. Because in my opinion, that's that's what keeps me remembering your movie. Like, oh, my God, I remember this. Even even if I've forgotten the title of the movie, I will remember that scene and I will track it down just because I remembered that. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty excited about that. And then you do get a lot of, you know, moving parts here with a lot of different characters, which is going to be a little confusing at first. But you'll you'll catch up and you'll meet a lot of the people along the way. It sort of hops between like a lot of different uh, individual people. So kind of like how like um, I don't want to say it's the same style or anything, but kind of like how Quentin Tarantino has all these different stories that kind of intersect by the end. Right. It's kind of slightly like that. I know there's a terminology for that. I just mm-hmm. don't know what it's called. But they kind of do that with a lot of different characters. So you're kind of like, well, why are they showing me these people? Mm-hmm. Like they're nowhere related. And then you sort of figure it out as you go. It's like they're all focused into one mysterious stream of the story. One that I thought was pretty decent. You know, it does flop by the end. But I will admit, you know, it does have a couple of twists that I was kind of interested in and thought was kind of unique. Like I was saying to you, like, we were both like, oh, that's different. Right. You know, but like, it, I don't know. It felt like there was a lot of stuff that was rushed at the very end. And they just kind of like threw out this like cool little twist at the end just to kind of oh, I see. bring yeah. your attention back a little bit. Because there was like this whole thing, because this movie is sort of loosely based off of a lot of legends near this on uh, this tunnel that's in Japan that I'll talk about in the spoiler section. Ooh. 
that has a lot of history and it's literally called the howling or the dog howling village or whatever Mm -hmm. because of all the different legends that have happened within the last 30 years so it's kind of interesting it doesn't go too far back that are actually proven but it's interesting nonetheless and i think that's why he's picking these haunted locations mm-hmm. to have like stories to tell like you know the suicide forest village right. like i said next so right. the end does take a turn for the more silly and long the combined genres here i think will make some people happy just because they'll see something different but you'll be confused as to why they're connected because they don't really explain any of that and i think ultimately the reasoning why this village and this people were uh, everything is kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the twist I refer to is cool, though, even if it doesn't make a lot of sense logically. It just it's just a nice touch that gives the movie something a little different. And I have to give it a little credit for that, even if it's flubbed a little bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, there is some gore and blood in this one, but nothing too crazy. The ghosts were OK. They do. They choose to do this like weird blurry vision thing over top of them, which I could notice the, in the editing. You could see lines on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little rough around the edges there. But I mm-hmm. like the attempt at trying to do something different than you've seen right. in another film. But I could totally like in the dark scenes, I could see the line across the middle of the right like where they just did the effect up from the waist up Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i'm like what the fuck there's a line right there in the middle of the screen (laughs) it was really distracting um but all in all the treats in this movie are weird and fun and enjoyable which is much better than the last film in my personal opinion with those small treats you get those two particular interesting scenes that i loved in this movie well there's a couple of weird parts but two that i loved Mm mm-hmm it's not as good as Juan, but I still think it's a decent watch, even if it's not your favorite movie of the year. I'd give it like a 6.5 out of oh. out of 10. Right. You know, I appreciated that it's trying and I enjoyed it for the most part. It's just eh, the end is a little too. Eh. And there's some rough stuff in the in the movie. You could, right. Like I said, I could see in the film that kind of distracted me. So other than that, I mean, it's not bad. I've heard other people say that, that it's not as bad as some people are saying, because some people are saying, oh, my God, worst movie ever, like they always do. Right. Garbage. <laughs> garbage. God, worst movie I've ever seen. It's like, well, how many movies have you seen? Two? <laughs> wow. So what did you see? The Shining? <laughs> so it's not as good as The Shining? Garbage. <laughs> no, there's people out there that think The Shining's garbage, too. So mm-hmm. it's almost like, like Stephen King. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And some people, you know, don't like it because of Stephen King. Like, if the king doesn't like his own work in mm-hmm. someone else's hands, like, right. you know, I don't know. I think there's a point to be made there. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I still it. like The Shining, but I'm just saying. You right. Know, I think this movie is is not great. It's just not bad. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a it's a nice attempt here. I feel like if, it, if they spent a little more time on it, they could have fleshed a few more things out, mm-hmm. especially at the tail end of the movie. Because it just kind of like goes through the motions and it's almost like, okay, now act. I I wasn't really sure how we'd end this, but just act. (laughs) That's what it felt like, didn't it? Right. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? I'm talking about, yeah. Because there's like, I'll just say this. I won't say if it's related or not, but when I went into this movie, I I really like Howling Village. Come on. Right. We got a Howling movie. I was like, is this werewolves or what? Right. So, like, what is this movie about? And what they tell you is so bizarre. Like, you'll wonder why it even has anything to do with this movie at all. Right. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. That. Yeah. I, I won't spoil it for you, but I'm just telling you, it's, you're you're going to be surprised. 
in a good or bad way. I, I don't. I don't really know. <laughs> so, but yeah, let us know what you guys think. I would love to hear from you if you've seen this movie, or if you if you actually went and rented it, or you're just waiting to hear from us to see what we thought about it. You know, um, we do have some trivia on this one. I actually did a lot of research on this to try to get some information. It's been since 2019, and a lot of people actually got to go see the movie in Japan that are English-speaking, and they did reviews and shit like that up on YouTube and stuff. So I have some information from that uh, that I think is pretty interesting, and a little tiny bit of sleuthing I did on some of the history of the tunnel and shit like that. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want anything spoiled, though, I would highly recommend you just skip to the end and see what we're going to talk about next week. But uh, if you don't mind having spoilers, here's your warning. So... The Ununaki Tunnel, which literally translates to Howling Dog Tunnel, is a real place. It's located in Miyawaka Town in a Fuku- Fukuoka Prefecture. Mm-hmm. So, Providence Prefecture, whatever. It's famous, obviously, in Japan, by the way. <laughs> if, you don't need, if you need me to explain oh, it's it. Oh, Canada? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's in uh, Arizona. <laughs> I wish. Uh, but it is a famous horror spot where people have been killed, actually in real life uh oh uh there's a particular story that i found that was a pretty Ooh, you gonna tell us pretty messed up little story uh yeah i'll actually tell you a little bit about what happened um now a lot of these i read a couple articles there was like this website that prides itself on trying to be as honest and get all these different perspectives from townspeople to legends to you know what they've heard about this place and you know the stuff that they found that actually matched up by the experts and stuff like that has only been like all the stuff they're hearing has all been within the past 30 years plus this movie came out and a lot of people have been going to the site now mm-hmm. and like wanting to like be a part of the movie in some way because that's what we do that's what people do yeah exactly (laughs) there was an actual true story where there was um a guy it was on december 7th in 1988 that they found the burned body of a factory worker umayama koichi who was discovered at the tunnel the mountain pass they call it and the police arrested a group of 16 to 19 year old kids who were from another district under suspicion of killing him uh oh. And pouring gasoline on him and setting him oh on my fire. God. Yeah. That's some fucking That's crazy yeah. shit. So, what happened was, as Umayama was said to be a, a young guy at the time of the incident, he was on his way home from work and. These kids were like, hey, you know, we need your car to pick up some girls to quit acting so tough and get out. And he, when he refused, they attacked him and abducted him and assaulted him a bunch of times. And during a moment of, like, clarity, he was able to get out of there Jesus. and escape. And he had a lot of heavy in- injuries, but he in hobbled off. But he tried to make his way back home, but they found him again. And they tried to throw him off the fucking goddamn fucking bridge or some sort of port where the water is and they were like they didn't want to they him him not wanting to die of course he hung on to the fucking side and clung on to the fence with all his might and withstood their assault one of the 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 kids was like he felt remorse for him and was like hey guys maybe we shouldn't fucking do this you know like (laughs) and the ringleader guy was like nah we're gonna get in trouble for beating him up we have to kill him now we're all in this together jesus so it's like what the fuck dude like what would you tell your friend 
Would you beat the shit out of him, or like, what would you do? I'd leave and get no. the cops. Yeah, no, but he would die. Yeah, I know, but they're gonna kill him anyway. You can't. And then they would kill you. Not if I run really fast. Oh, okay. So it's just that easy. Okay. I don't know. Exactly. I'd, That's. I never hung out with people like that. I have no idea. I'm just saying, like, if my friends were like, nah, I'd, I'd have to fucking knock him the fuck out. You'd have to kill him. I don't know if I'd kill him. I'd restrain his dumb ass. Maybe maybe hang him from the, the fence he, or whatever. But what if he overpowers you? I don't know. I'm just saying, ifs. like, you know, I wouldn't. I would not I be down with death. Oh, I know. For I murdering somebody, okay? <laughs> She's like, I would just watch because I couldn't do anything. <laughs> Shut up! I, I just not. watch him murder a man. <laughs> but anyway, they they after he survived that, they put him in the trunk of his car and beat the shit out of him with like wrenches and other tools and shit and they tried to get rid of the body at the at the dam even but they were worried that his body would float so they decided to burn the body instead so it would be po- impossible to I, I guess at least they're thinking it through <laughs> like, right but listen to this they were trying to you know burn him so that nobody could identify him and then they couldn't blame them or whatever because it's such a random thing and they found the old Inunaki tunnel mm-hmm. and decided to go and and burn him there and they poured gasoline, which they, I guess, got in a uh, gasoline station literally just right down the road. Like a bunch of fucking idiots <laughs> saying that their bike had run out of gas. Like, who who does this? Weird. Um, they poured it over his head and he was like screaming. He wasn't dead yet. Oh, my God. And you could they said that you could hear it echoing in the fucking tunnel. Right. Which already has a history of other things that happened in that tunnel, including a dog, a couple and other shit. Jesus. That that's why they call it Howling Tunnel. Uh-huh. He tried to he even after getting his face fucking burned off, he tried to make a run for it again and fled into the forest. Wow. And they 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 the kids tried to coax him and were like, We're not gonna do anything to you and they tried to lie to him. And he had suffered such, you know, fucking horrendous shit that happened to him. He actually believed it because he just wanted to be done with it. Like Jeez. after all of that, he was fighting. And they captured him for the third time and they stuffed ripped clothes into his mouth, tied his hands and feet and repeatedly hit him over the head with a stone. And it said that they found blood on a guardrail like 20 feet away. Oh, my God. That they hit him so hard in the head with the fucking rock. Jesus. Yeah, dude. And then set him on fire again. Yeah. He was struggling and writhing in pain as he was asking for help. And it said that the burnt remains of his clothes were also found scorched on the guardrail because he got up and was writhing around. What the fuck is wrong with people? Yeah, he ran all the way. This Get this. He got up on fire, ran all the way back to the entrance of the tunnel where all of his strength finally left his body and he collapsed. And Jeez. and the youth, the kids, they call them the youth in this article, but they wanted to check that Yuma Maya was actually dead this time. So they returned to the scene and made sure he was no longer moving before they went back to uh, the city. And at a bar afterwards, they were boasting about how they set someone on fire at the bar. And that's how they got in trouble. Idiots. Yeah. And they found his body the next day and they arrested the uh, kids thereafter. Thank God. Yeah. It said at, at the appeal trial... Held at the Fukuoka court on March 8th, 1991. So three years after this happened, by the way. The main 19-year-old at the time of the crime was handed a sentence of life imprisonment at his first trial. And he said there was no clear intention to kill. The sentence is too harsh. And it's like, uh, Uh, yeah, there was intention to kill. You didn't want to get in trouble, dumbass. 
I hope you get fucking somebody bangs your head with a fucking rock, you dildo. <laughs> anyway, um, or something hard in prison, maybe a dick. Uh, <laughs> um, the judge actually said that the cruelty displayed is unlike any other he's ever seen in similar cases, and the defendant played a central role, and so he bears the the brunt of the uh, responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, so his appeal was rejected, and he got life. So just the main guy. I'm like, why just the main guy? Like, those kids need some rehabilitation if they're willing to go through all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they tried to kill the guy, like, multiple times. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they did kill him. Yeah. It's crazy. And look how much he suffered, man. So that's just one of the many stories that you'll hear. There was another story about a guy and his dog and how he shot his dog in there. And you could hear the dog howling. And that's why they call it howling thing. And there was another couple who went into the tunnel supposedly but beyond the tunnel there is no village mm-hmm. by the way it's it's literally the, the closest village is like miles away mm-hmm. like 20 30 minutes away or something like that i don't, I don't even know what they said mm-hmm. so people that go in there they just hang out in the fucking tunnel just to be like hey you know because if you if you watch in the movie they they actually go off to the side you never really see the village from a distance did you notice right yeah i did yeah so, I don't know. I thought that was pretty interesting, though. What did you think? Yeah, that's totally interesting. Kind of makes some sense with the movie. Right. Well, then, yeah. The, the guy who died in your story, was his name Yuma? No, his name was Makayama or oh, something. Oh, okay. I can't, Sorry. I, I can't he, remember. I was. I just thought maybe it was a, one of these characters' names. Maya Yema or something like that. Oh, okay. <clears throat> No, nobody in this movie is directly associated with that particular instance whatsoever. Right. And they didn't have anything in the movie that did that anyway. So right. it's all just like well, it's, it's own it. sort of story made up in this whole universe. Mm-hmm. Nothing else in the movie is. Uh, I, they probably did that because they don't want to get sued. You know, right. it's disrespectful or something, you know. Um, that still doesn't stop people from, you know. And, and the director also went on board to say, which I got some information that I got from a couple of YouTubers, um, Film Craziest, you can find on YouTube, and Pop Turnative, just as it sounds. And uh, both of those interviews uh, I got from them. They were very brief interviews, but if you want to watch them, you can. But this is some of the information I got from that. So I just wanted to include that. If you want to find them, I have links down below in the information section of stuff we talked about in the show. Shout out. Um, tell him I sent you if you did, by the way. So the director said that his main goal on this was to just obviously scare people, one, which is obvious, but he also wanted to add a bit of sadness to this movie to kind of give it some sort of like something that most horror films you don't see, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, yeah, obviously mix it with the subgenres that we have in this movie, which are the fucking dog people. And, uh, I don't even know. She was like a werewolf dog. I, and it doesn't even make any sense because everything they said about fucking, uh, fucking dogs and shit like that, yeah. that they were mating with dogs was made up by the electric company. So it's very yes, confusing. So that no one would sleep with the women. Right. And by the way, that story about the electric company trying to, that's a, that's a story, a real, the real story. Oh, that's yeah. That, that people sense. theorize happened yeah. to that village or whatever, but it's uh-huh. nowhere near, and it's supposedly under the dam. Uh huh. So, but I don't think that's true from the experts. What they say, it's not mm-hmm. true. But that's just the the urban legend sort of thing. Mm-hmm. 
is that the the electric company bought up the stuff they anyway. Never stop at anything. <laughs> the pipeline must go through. Uh, the phone booth scene, which was one of my favorite scenes mm-hmm. uh, in the movie, was really cool. Um, it's a little bit ahead of the beginning of the movie, but there's some information in the trivia on this. Um, where the two guys that are friends with uh, Yuma mm-hmm. go to the phone where they. Well, the phone rings at 2 a.m. during the day mm-hmm. and they go in and they hear their friend talking at the end of the red bridge and they can't see him. They're like, what? Where are you? And he's like, I'm at the red bridge. And he's like, where? And the door shuts on him. Right. And, and then seawater comes in to drown him, to drown them, which was really cool. It was really cool. That was a really interesting little scene that they did there because um, it's like the whole phone booth fills up with water mm-hmm. and there's no leaks and there's handprints on the outside right of that of like ghosts or something like keeping the phone booth oh closed. that's right they see the like mud muddy handprints of mm-hmm. like the people mm-hmm. from the dam uh you know from under the keeping water closed because so everybody that drink. dies they always like end up spitting up water as if they've been to the city right like the yeah they kept saying it, it's like they drowned their yeah. lungs were full of water because there's this time element in the movie, obviously, that we find out later on that it's like people are going back to the time before it flooded. And then die- when they die, they like mm-hmm. come out drowning like the whole village did or whatever as like a thing. But yeah, supposedly when they shot that scene with the, the phone booth, mm-hmm. when they shot that, they actually did it in the middle of winter. So they were Ooh. pumping in warm water. But even between takes after they because they had to shoot multiple times like to do it right. They had to go back to the car, warm off, and then get back in the water again and then do it. But it was in the middle of winter in Japan. Like, come on. That's crazy. That's some dedication, man. Even if the water's warm, it gets cold eventually, you know? So also um, the director was asked, you know, what he wants to direct a film about next. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that he had, like, not done that he wanted to do? And he said he really wanted to do a zombie film his way. And he also wanted to do a horror comedy. Oh. Which he's never done. So that'd be interesting. I'd be interested to see what he, he does with either of those. Right. Like, I don't mind the zombie film, and especially in Japan. you don't, I mean, there are a lot of zombie films, mm-hmm. but they're not that many, you know, in Japan. Like, it's not that many. Not like in America or elsewhere. J- zombies are just everywhere. But I'd like to see what he would do with it. He'd probably mix it up and make a twist about it or something. Yeah. So... He also said that uh, Shimizu also said that, that right now he finds Ari Aster to be a very different type of horror director in film. Mm-hmm. And that in America, we're really lucky to have someone like him because he did the movie Midsommar, which he was a fan of. Uh-huh. He said, there's nothing like that in Japan. Oh, wow. And he's like, man, he's like, I really want to do like a, a talent show where we just find people who could make stuff like that in Japan because I know they're out there. You know, he's like, we don't have anything like that in, in Japan. Uh-huh. So he really is really interested in, he thinks it, it pushed the boundaries of horror. Mm-hmm. So kind of interesting to see what he's a fan of. They also asked Akina, who sings that song about washing the baby away or whatever oh, the yeah. fuck in the beginning before she does the pee, <laughs> which pees in front of that kid, which is really she awkward. She-, she just smiles and pees, which is... <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how they did it. Did they just tell her to pee? I don't know. Um, no, because it was way too yellow for like regular pee. That's out of control. Um, 
But she sings a song before that happens, and she's and he was asked what what inspired that. Apparently, it was a made up song, and he just like found music for it afterwards to just try to because like when he was doing the location scouting and like doing all the like area and stuff like that, these stories started popping up, and he was just like talking. He just added it into the song. Oh, okay. So it was like not. It wasn't like a like an old song tale. or something. Yeah, yeah. A village song. He just basically turned it into a real song. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But that's it pretty much for the trivia on that one. Is there some things you want to talk about in the movie? That scene of the tunnel with the blocks in front of it mm-hmm. is real. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, that's the real fucking place. I don't know from Did the they inside. The blocks when the blocks weren't there? I don't know. See, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I, I don't know. Maybe they said it's just filled with garbage and shit. Like it's just gross. Ew. Yeah, there's like so nothing pe- in it. So people must jump those the the oh, yeah. barrier. The kids do. Yeah, gross. Yeah, they go in there do their heroin and fun kid things. Yeah, worship Satan. <laughs> do satanic rituals. Suck. Uh, have sex, obviously. Yeah, in the trash. Yeah, in the garbage. Yeah, <laughs> they got needles in their back and shit. <laughs> so funny. So they're like doing heroin, having sex, and shitting at the same time. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, (laughs) What were you going to say? Yeah, the beginning of the movie. That was cool with the... Yeah, which we talked about. Yeah, which we already talked about. Yeah. Did you want to mention anything? I liked... Like, let's talk about what was in those... those Yeah. Like, things, actually, that we didn't mention in the beginning. So, right off the bat, the phone thing, after the phone thing, they showed him going in the tunnel, right? Right. And he moves the camera away from her to kind of like look at the camera or whatever. And you look behind, you see legs. Mm -hmm. Then when he turns the camera to the left behind him, he sees someone crouching down. Mm-hmm. Like a person. Yeah. And he, they never they never even caught it, like, with their own eyes. Right. Which was kind of cool. I think he did, because he kind of looks over that area again. Didn't they get separated or something? Um, No, they just kind of went their own way and kind of, like, wandering around. He was, like, videotaping weird shit, and then she goes inside and is like, because she's the brave one, right? Mm-hmm. She's the one that's like, eh, this is all a joke, la, 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 la. Mm-hmm. And, like kind of a bitch about it like you know what i mean you can see like behind her when she's like looking you can see all these people like wandering around in the uh in like blurry vision mm-hmm. behind her which i thought was kind of cool and then like an arm grabs her mm-hmm. she gets scratched or whatever which i was like oh werewolf time you know right which it never turned into never werewolf happened. can we talk about that a little bit yeah that was kind of disappointing yeah they were like literally dogs like and i don't understand like because if they're dogs they made up that whole fucking story, so I just don't understand that. Well, I guess some made up things. I don't know. It, it, it could came. Turn, it could turn real in the afterlife because maybe their their lies came back to bite them, kind of thing or huh. something. Yeah, probably. Literally. <laughs> that that was something at the very end that really kind of bothered me. Is like when she changed. It's supposed to be this big big moment, right? Right. It felt so long. And it just felt like and nothing. It was like nothing. Yeah. Like, like at least like cut somebody's head off or something. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. we finally get to see her as a, as a dog person where her eyes go black and she's like got claws she's and got like, bangs, like have vampire. her like attack the guy that, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of weird. Um, at first, I was like, they were really fucking dogs in this? Like, <laughs> like, and then I had to hear it because there's that part where she meets that guy who's dead. 
mm-hmm. and she grabs his arm and she can actually touch the dead. Right. Because she has this power or whatever. Like this What's her name? Medium power. Marika or, or whatever. Right. Marika. Is that her name? Uh, she can actually touch the dead and he shows her some film about what happened to them. It's like the only existing footage or some shit. I don't know what the fuck it was. He shows it to her and then she's like, I don't want to see it anymore. He's like, you will see it and you will understand. That was kind of a cool part when she was like standing in front of the movie, like bitching about it. And then all of a sudden, the, all the souls came out the, of her. Yeah. Started coming out of her and stuff. That was, that was kind of cool. They did a they good did camera that. work for an idea like that. That's yeah, for sure. Totally. In the beginning, when 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 Akina and uh, the cameraman, who we find out is her boyfriend, mm-hmm. comes home, and she's acting weird, singing that song or whatever, and then the little boy sees her pee, <laughs> which we really had a good laugh at. Yeah. So then they start looking for her because she like they can't find her. Right. They're right. like, why is she peeing herself? Because the little boy, <laughs> what's his name, Kota? Uh huh. He goes and tells him he's like she's peeing all over the place and. <laughs> Uh-huh. And they go to look for her because they're like, wow, why? that's not normal. She doesn't pee herself normally. Right. <laughs> and he's like calling on the phone to look for her. And she's like screaming, Akina, Akina, their best friend. Or that's right. It's, Brother, it's Yeah, because the boy, the boy who has the camera, who's her boyfriend, she doesn't live there. But she, right. he does with the little boy, Kodo, who's his brother, and the older sister, who is not a nurse, not a, well, She's a doctor. Mm-hmm. She's a therapist, by the way, mm-hmm. I found out. They don't explain that in the movie. Yeah, they didn't explain that But well. she's a therapist, I found out, because he says it in one of his interviews. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's what she was. I was like, is she a nurse? Like, what is she? Right. Um, but anyway, they're looking for her, and he calls her on the phone, and he's like, hey, where are you? And she's like, I have to go now. I don't have much longer. I'll, I'll see you soon, though. Soon. And he's like, what? And you hear her say soon. She keeps saying soon, soon. And you hear her getting closer and closer until he sees her right in front of him, diving headfirst towards the ground with the phone to her head, smiling, smiling. like a dumbass. so funny. And then just hits the ground neck first. Yeah, and breaks her neck. Yeah, and then she's got her hands up like a dog. Do you notice? Oh, yeah. Now I see. I thought uh, she was just like twisted because she hurt herself really bad. Right, but oh. And her like, yeah. And she's just smiling the whole fucking time. So does that mean she was from the village? Yes. Oh, okay. Or became part of the village because she got scratched. Oh, that's right. Because she she, had the cut on her face. That's right. That's what happened. Yeah. As you, because the thing is, is that we find out in this town that the only way people can fucking exist outside of that world is if they have give birth in the ghost world to a baby that gets taken to the real world somehow that was which is really confusing but it was confusing right (laughs) but that scene with her jumping Mm -hmm. that's when i was like oh yeah this is awesome (laughs) i was like i'm really into this fucking movie right now like i I am really fucking interested right and then it kind of does a lull there a little bit they play around with this kid named ryok taro who's a kid Mm -hmm. at the hospital who sees his real actual dead mom because he was adopted and the mom doesn't know somehow because she gave they were 
giving birth at the same time and her baby died and they didn't tell her. Yeah, and so they lied to the mom. Because the other mom died, but the baby was born, so they just gave her baby to... Which is highly illegal, and I would never expect a hospital to do that. But the father knows, and the doctors know, but the mother doesn't know. (laughs) It made no sense there. And now the therapist knows, because she could see the dead mom. Right, and she keeps seeing the dead mom everywhere, because he's got powers, the little boy, and she's got powers. So they play with that a little bit. Um, and the, the regular mom has no idea what's going on. And then they just kind of like figure it out by the end, I guess. Right. I don't know. But he's part of the werewolves or the fucking dogs. They don't really explain that very well. Like, why is he? Right. Is he part a newborn the- that's like been birthed there? Or is, is, is the Maya? They took the baby from the tunnel. And, I don't know. Something. You see what I mean? Yeah. Like. It's a little confusing. It doesn't exactly make a lot of logical sense what happens in this movie, but you know, it is a, is it a fun attempt at like some crazy shit? Yeah, I think so. Right. But it's not a perfect film by any means. It's going to confuse a lot of people, but <laughs> I think it's kind of interesting that the only way that she existed is by her saving, stealing the, the werewolf puppy or the dog human pup. Thing. Because he bites off the umbilical cord and he's like, take the baby. And then she turns into a dog person like instantly. It sucks too because when she started like shape shift, like she started, you know, doing the whole twisty turning thing. But like it wasn't that exciting. Right. Yeah. yeah no, I'm I'm right there with you. I was just like, uh, this is going to be so much better. Mm-hmm. Like if, if they had her face, like pieces of her flesh fall off or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it could have been so cool. Like every time she changes, like her skin comes off or something. I love that. That would be great. That's something you don't really see in uh, Japan, too, by the way, is werewolves. Yeah. That's not like a thing. Like you, there's very few. Mm-hmm. I think uh, recently, um, Sarah, DJ Five Era, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, she, uh, she actually um, suggested a movie. I think it was from China, though. About werewolves. Oh, yeah? And then I suggested one that I think is from Japan, I'm pretty sure, um, called, uh, shit, what is it called? Kibakichi. There's like two parts, Kibakichi, uh, one and two, which we bought at the store oh, for, for my birthday. Oh, okay. Remember I got them for like eight bucks for no, both I of them. I don't remember. We bought a lot of stuff. So I would like to do those in the future. They're like kind of more live action-y kind of like fun movies, mm-hmm. but they have werewolves in them and oh, stuff. Okay. I'm down. I like werewolves. I mean, I want to, I kind of want to see it. It's like set in like feudal Japan. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I was a little surprised that when she steals the baby and it turns out it was her grandmother, which they do a really good job of at least making you know who the grandmother was by right. doing the grandfather story and then like kind of doing mixing. a flashback. There was, that was some good, that is some good filmmaking right there. Yeah. And normally that's kind of like the stuff that you're just like, meh, but it right. actually is sentimental and it, it is, it's effective. Mm-hmm. And they even have like some camaraderie, some things that happen with her as a young girl with grandma mm-hmm. seeing the dead boy in the graveyard. Who's her father. Right. And the yeah. old, and the guy that she sees who shows mm-hmm. her the film mm-hmm. that she remembers later on. That was who he is. Mm-hmm. And then, then, of course, her grandmother later on. Yeah. Right. So that's how the, the gene spread. But I'm wondering how this Ryo Taro kid is, uh, how he's connected to this whole fucking village and how she. Maybe he's not. Maybe it was just the mom, like his 
biological mom is just like sticking around. Did she go to the village and get fucked by someone? Like a dog? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying. I know. I don't know. <laughs> the, oh, we got to mention the one cool thing that they also did because like Yuma, her, the uh, therapist's brother, younger brother, just slightly younger. Mm-hmm. He saves her by with the dead guy who showed the film to her. Mm-hmm. They both hold back Maya who, cause she's pissed. They took her kid. And she's trying to attack him as Maya the werewolf or whatever the fuck it is. Maya the dog person. And he sacrifices his life to stay so that 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 the Koda kid, the little kid, mm-hmm. her little brother and his little brother and her can escape. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, half of his body is like from like decayed centuries or whatever decayed years of being underwater mm-hmm. and two dead bodies that are attached at the bottom of his body remember oh yeah that's because right it's maya and she's got the fangs right and then like the dead guy and then the top half of him is kind of like just just him <laughs> just him dead but like like he's been underwater right because everybody in this movie keeps dying of drowning technically not what they actually die right, from right right yeah, that was, was kind of cool. Just that, that was that was cool because they also made it seem like those two bodies he had like an erect penis or something. Right, I was like, holy shit, is he gonna fucking? <laughs> are they gonna like show that. a ding dong in What's this? What's going on? It's all blurred out. And of course, the sister's like, I want to see. I want to see. <laughs> yeah, it's all blurred out because they put too much pubic hair on it. <laughs> It's been growing the whole time. I mean, his bush has been 30 years old. He hasn't trimmed the motherfucker for a while. Uh, but yeah, like, that was a cool part. I yeah, actually, that was a cool part. I thought that was cool because he was, like, stuck between worlds. Mm-hmm. And so, like, half of him was, like, old and underwater for, you know, mm-hmm. 30 years with these two dead bodies attached to his. And they didn't even think to show her. Like, right. they were like, oh, you don't want to see that. Uh, yeah, we'll just move on. No big deal. <laughs> no, nothing to see here. Just move along. And she's like, no, it looks like he's got a big old erection. Like, <laughs> you got to show me. <laughs> you gotta. I want to see his dick. <laughs> anyway, it's got some cool ideas in the movie. That's mm-hmm. all that really matters. That's why I struggled with the score a little bit. Like, it's... It's, it's somewhere around 6.5 or 7 for me. You know what I mean? Like, like there's parts of it that are like 7.5. And, and then there's parts of it that are like 7 or 6, 6.5. Mm-hmm. You know, where they flub some stuff. And it's right. like even below that, you know, where it's like at, below average. But they kind of mix it up so it kind of has a lot of good treats in there, I guess. That's sort of overwhelmingly outweighed by the end. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's weird. Some people like it, some people don't. So I don't know if you've listened to the end, you haven't watched it. I would love to hear what anybody thought if they have seen this mm-hmm. and you have listened to the end because I'm curious to see what people think of this movie. It's definitely not on the level of the grudge. You know what I mean? Right. So right. it's not even like scary. But it's still good. Like it's good, like thriller. It's interesting. It's like creative, I guess, mm-hmm. but not scary in the least. No. So nothing is going to scare you more than some gurgling bitch that's fucking crawling on her back or whatever. That's, <laughs> Out of a well? No, that's Wait, from which one? Is the, that the ring. ring? Yeah. I forget. I get The well confused. is the ring, yeah. I think I think the grudge is... Ooh, the I don't mother. know if we should say. Spoiler alert. Oh, never mind. Somebody with water drowns sort of thing. Mm. He, he's got some fetish with water, apparently, because, you know, village in a dam, drowned dogs, you know, and then you got the grudge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
where she's like spitting up water. Wasn't she spitting up water? Oh, or something? I, don't I don't fucking know. remember. It's been a while since I've seen any of those, but I definitely remember being the grudge, being Jew on the grudge. I think it was the second one that I saw that was better. So I don't know. Not the American versions, by the way. Jesus Christ. The second ones on that one get really wild. Mm-hmm. I think, is that the one where Bill Pullman does a swan dive off a fucking building? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Cause I, yeah, I think it is the original The Grudge. When I went to go see it in the theater, it's like Bill Pullman just walks out onto the patio and just like rolls over the <laughs> fucking side. And I was like, wee! <laughs> <laughs> it's right at the beginning of the movie so i don't know anyway guys i would love to hear what you guys think thanks for coming by i hope that was informative and fun for you guys this week um next week it's my birthday yeah and christina's picked out some movies i hope uh we're gonna watch happy birthday to you happy oh, birthday to me yeah happy birthday to me nice not really i know you're looking forward i'm to looking that. forward to that yeah, yeah i don't know we'll see if i like it or not and scream. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm teasing. No, I'm no, teasing. No. I was just trying to get what your reaction dick. out of you. <laughs> what a dick. The second movie, I don't I don't know yet. You're going to have to watch social medias. Really? Yeah. Having a hard time. Why'd you pick one for me? When because you... I love a theme. And that, oh. is, and that is good. That is good for the theme. We could do... One of your favorite movies that you told me was one of your favorite movies that we've never talked about on this show before. Black Sheep. April Fool's Day. It's kind of around that time, too. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not even close to April Fool's Day. Fine. Let's do April Fool's Day. You like the movie. I, I wouldn't do. mind watching that movie. And Okay. I know it's not, you know, appropriately themed, but we're having April in fucking August. Whatever. Fuck them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Does it matter? No. I mean, I like, I everybody does it on April. You know what I mean? Why don't we be different and do something a little different? You know okay, what I mean? we're going to. We'll do it. That's what we'll do. I think it's a fun movie anyway. It's been a while. Right. I wouldn't say it's my favorite movie. It was just one of the first horror movies I saw. Oh, is that what it was? That's that what it what I always yeah. get confused? Yeah. I just, it's just something we've always talked about literally since I've known you. Right. And we've not watched the movie since then. Okay. I think it's time. All right, it's time. Makes sense. It's a movie that you might want to watch. Unless you want to do something else. I'm not going to make you. No, it's okay because I don't know. Just not scream, you fucking Yeah. So let's not do the movie that I want to pick, okay? You know why, and it's just not fair to blame And I honestly that. think we're not going to watch the whole series. Yes, we will. There's only four movies. So we'll watch two weeks of that, and then we'll watch the the fifth one. As an entire episode, and we'll be done with it. Okay. All right? Mm-hmm. So, I promise you. Okay. You better not cut this out. I'm not cutting this out. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you okay with April Fool's Day? If you want to change your mind, no, just, just let everybody know something different by the end of the week. Just keep your eyes peeled. Social media. She's just saying whatever. She doesn't even care. <laughs> <laughs> I got to make her care. You listen to me. <laughs> you fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, maybe you can figure something out by then. But hopefully, for now, we'll put a placeholder for April Fool's Day okay. in August. Fuck them. I don't care. Like, we can do whatever right. we want. No, this is right. our show. You're we can right, do whatever right, we right. want. So, happy birthday to me and April Fool's Day, the original, not the new one. Uh, although that might be fun I to like. I haven't seen that one. I haven't like seen it see, either. I'd like to see that. The remake or whatever. Yeah. I'm sure it's terrible. Yeah, I don't I think I, it was like right dude, before they started doing reboots. So, right. it was like. They did it tit for tat. Dude, I didn't even know they did a remake until like five years after they did it. Right. Like, it, it totally, yeah. 
I didn't know either. Know. Yeah. It didn't, it like flew under the radar, radiator. Flew off the radar. Yeah. It was like <laughs> off the radar. It no, was it so was, bad. it flew under the radar because you can fly <laughs> under the radar level. You can fly off the radar, UFO. Duh. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I think you're making up Let's shit. Let's go. Uh, Come on. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming by. And as always, long live the boy.